Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Jamie, your host, and this is what I know about life, love, and acne. I've spent the last 39 years in the skincare and cosmetic industry. I'm a licensed master medical esthetician, integrative health and wellness coach and counselor, medical assistant, skincare formulator, makeup artist, educator, owner of Complexion Clinical Skincare, and founder of the luxury brand Complexion Skincare. I am also a mom to an amazing son and my furry child, Eva Charlotte, who you may hear roaming around from time to time. In my podcast, I will be chatting all things skincare and cosmetics. You will hear from colleagues, doctors, past clients, makeup artists, and maybe a former lover or two. But I will also talk about life and love because what I know for sure is how you live and love is directly reflected on your skin, for better or for worse. Stay tuned for the podcast and please don't hesitate to drop me a note if you have a question about life, love, or acne and definitely let me know in the comments below if there's anything you would like to know more about. Please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to what I know about life, love, and acne. Today, I am very excited to welcome Dr. David Santos. Dr. David Santos is a double board certified facial plastic surgeon and otolaryngologist. I am very curious to hear about his journey, so please stay tuned for Dr. David Santos. Dr. David Santos, welcome. I am so happy to have you here. Hello, thank you very much. Great to be here. Now, I want to ask you this. I know you went through how many years of medical school? Too many. Like so, four, so, so lots of school, but four years of medical school, of course. And then, you know, starting from the beginning, you got four years of college, you got four years of medical school. Then you go on to that thing called residency that's somewhat variable, but, you know, could be anywhere between, say, three to six years. And, and so I, I did about uh, six years of residency. Okay, six years of residency. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you this. Well, there's so many things I want to ask you. First of all, did you get, uh, I don't, I answer this question because I don't have the answer to this question. You're double board certified. Do you do both uh, certifications in one, like do you get educated in both specialties at one time or did you get, did you start your facial plastic surgery right. journey and then decided to transition at some point and get a second certification? Right, not great, board certification. great question. It, it really was at the same time and, and the way it works is is that, uh, you know, I really, you know, once I was towards the end of medical school, started looking at what direction to go, of course, and that's the time you want to do it. And, uh, and really fell in love with the, the face, the head and the neck, you know, so everything above the, the clavicle, essentially. And so, so you know, the, the journey was to, to get board certification in otolaryngology, head and neck surgery, and that's a five-year program. And it's got a component to it of facial plastic surgery, mm -hmm. but I, I did more. So after that five years of uh, otolaryngology went into an additional year of facial plastic surgery. So, so it adds up to six years uh, and you can get 
boards in both of those, head neck surgery as well as facial plastic surgery. So, so it's just a, uh, it's sort of it's done at like the same time. It's yeah. like a package situation. Yeah, and, and, and importantly, this is always asked is about the, the, what's the difference between, what is the difference between facial plastic surgery and plastic surgery? And they're both really good board certifications, really good physicians across the country. There's I don't know, upwards of 5,000 plastic surgeons in the United States and maybe you know, maybe a thousand facial plastic surgeons in the United States. So, so, but they're both really good board certified um, people that you, you depend on when you want to come and do your cosmetic procedures and so forth. And uh, but I chose to, to do the facial plastic direction as opposed to the plastic direction because I just uh, love the the focus on the head, and neck, the face. So you do not do breast surgery. Right, so no breast. No. <laughs> nope, no, sorry, I can't do that. No tummy tucks, no liposuction right. in the bottom right. or below the belt. So right. you really stay, like you said, above the breast yeah. area. So it's specific, it's specific when you talk about cosmetic component to it, uh, then, then it is things like rhinoplasty and facelift and blepharoplasty and eye lift and laser resurfacing and otoplasty and and uh, fat transfer uh, and brow lift, all those sort of cosmetic components to the face uh, is, the, is the focus and priority and so forth. Now, I will say that, you know, we always harvest fat from the abdomen, so I, not that I'm not down below the, the, that area, but I, we do uh, some things in that, that regards. Um, yeah. What is your, I know you probably love all of it, but what is the one thing when you see it on, on your schedule that you are really excited by um, in, in regards to uh, what procedure is your favorite? Right. Well, you know, to, to dig in further with that question, you, you know, when I was really young, I wanted to, to go into medicine. And then when I was really about 18 and then I was 24, I said, uh, I really wanted to go into this direction, fa facial you know, reconstruction, facial plastic surgery, and so forth. But it's also early on when I said, you know, the uh, the the facelift procedure is really just the the best. You know, it, it, in a lot of ways, in a lot of reasons, and you kind of dig into to why it is such a wonderful procedure. Yes, there's lots of lots of surgeries and directions you can go in terms of um, helping um, people, and and we love to do all. You know, I love to do all those. But it's just sort of something that floats your boat. It's a, it's a chemistry thing. It's just like, yes, this is great. Let's do this. Uh, and so that's that's really easy to to um, determine. And it was a long time ago. I was in my 20s then when I said, yep, let me do this. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing it uh, ever since and did a couple of facelifts this week. <laughs> so, so I read that you do 400 facelifts a year. Is that, is yeah, so well, it, it varies, you know, one year or the next. But in terms of, I mean, been doing it for a long time. So cumulatively, you know, we're talking about, you know, several thousand, over 4,000, very close to 5,000. Um, and that's just because it's it's um, the area and the focus that I've always wanted to, to go. So you are definitely an achiever, a high achiever. And you also mentioned that you have brothers and sisters. Uh, brothers, more more family. How many kids are there? So there's lots. So there's uh, I have four wow. four brothers and, and a sister. One brother's in town. He's in uh, development and real estate and so forth. Um, another brother's in California, and he's uh, he's a former um, Olympian. He went to the Olympics in 1992. And we're going to touch on that because you are an NCAA uh, 
champion swimmer. Yeah, so or I were I sw- you were? Yeah, yeah. So I swam quite a bit up until up until I did that thing called going to med- about med- So tell me about, and I kind of cut you off with the family, but you are a high <laughs> we, achiever. We can go back to them. We, yeah, we, we, we don't want to talk about them. Talk. So. Let's talk about you. <laughs> I have to talk my, my, about my brother. I don't know if I want to do that, but no, but, let, no, we'll do whatever so. you want. So. um you are high. You're you're a high achiever. That's clear, and um, I'm sure your mom is very very proud of you. And you just spoke to your mom, who is 89 years old, and you said she went got me made it through the COVID, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Did, what Party. was that like? I mean, what happened there? Well, how did she handle? How you did, know, if you read the news today about the the Cuomo situation, which is New York, she's in California. She, but the the deal yeah. is, is that uh, I protested rigorously about. Uh, having an extra wing in the nursing home that that housed COVID people, uh, individuals, and so forth, and 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 the the argument was, oh, they're safe, they're safe. There's no else, no other place to put them, and so forth. And I just said, I, was, I said, listen, if 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 it breaks out, there'll be, you know, ten deaths or so forth, or something of that nature. And so there was a last numbers I heard, and I've not been paying attention recently, but the last numbers I heard were 25 uh, individuals in the nursing home where my mom is and who, who got COVID and at least six went to the hospital. And when you go to the hospital, that's a bad sign, of course, and, and many of them didn't return. So right. she, she didn't go to the hospital for that, which was great. And she was somewhat just sort of, quote unquote, ill, uh, but, but did fine. Eighty-nine uh, years old. Yeah, right. And, and it's not just being—it's not just an age thing. It's really a um, associated medical condition thing too. Right. So if you have something else, and she has, you know, other medical conditions such as the the heart not being uh, what it used to be, and that sort of thing, just predisposes your your condition to not surviving. And and um, we, we did get. Yeah, I was really working for the uh, hydroxychloroquine, yeah. but the physicians involved, uh, we did the immunoglobulin uh, treatment, and perhaps that uh, was something that, that uh, saved her, perhaps. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's... it's she's, and she's, I just heard her on the phone. Well, she's, she's pretty tough. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's here. She's with us. That's cool. She's pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty yeah. tough. Well, that's good news. Um, Okay, so you tell me at what point that you decided, why did you decide you wanted to, why did you decide to be a doctor? What was it, and when did that happen for you? Yeah, so again, it, it was early, and, and uh, you know, I was 18, I was high, in high school, um, just did a trip to a local uh, university um, medical center with a, several other high school um, seniors. And just uh, did, did the whole experience and said, "Yep, I'll do this." You know, took wow. you know. So it's really great and fortunate to to have a decision made early because it there's so many things decisions you got to make in order to, to get going in that direction. The same thing with with head neck surgery and facial plastic surgery too, because I because it was my you know third year in medical school. I just said, "Yep, I want to go this direction." And so even today, you know, doing this years and years. You might say, why did you go into orthopedics and what about neurosurgery and so forth? It's like, no, this is really the best place for, for for me. And so I don't regret going in this direction at all. So really, really think it was fortunate to be. And that's one of the things you have to be, you have to be decide early so you know which direction you're going. Because, you know, it's, um, 
it's uh, it's hard to some of these these uh, disciplines are very difficult to get into so dermatology for instance that's tough it's tough yeah um when you were a little boy what did you think you were going to be right so i i think that um you know i was i was uh, always uh, i think i was born to be motivated i have another uh, brother who's you know at least two other brothers are very motivated to, you know, work ethic and the whole business. And so I think a lot of it's sort of natural and just whatever uh, challenge that comes to to light, um, you know, take it on and try to, to be successful with it. So, I, you know, I, I did sports, right? So I did swimming and, and football and basketball and those sort of things and loved them and tried to do really well in them and so forth. And, um, and, uh, and, and career was, was always obviously important um but uh i I think it was the early exposure again in high school uh, and also some of my peers that were going in that direction and i really respected these peers back in high school and they were doing that direction i said well i need to look into it too so is there um i'm going to sort of shift into like what you do um I'm going to shift into what you do now, and that is, has there, is there, has there ever been a time where you've uh, had somebody come in and then you've, you've really felt that they are not a right candidate? For what reason that they are not right, a right candidate for? Right. So in terms of cosmetics, of course, I think, you know, good, good 90% or 95% of folks that show up and say, hey, I'm interested in this, this is a problem. Uh, they're, 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 they have good sense of, of what the problem is and, and they're correct. You know, a large nose, you know, or saggy jowls or, and things right. like that. There's a smaller percentage of people, uh, individuals who, who come in and they, they have desires that are a little bit quirky-ish, a little bit um, challenging to, to make a difference. Um, some of the rules of this whole discussion and decision process in terms of when you talk to somebody is to the to the degree that I can see or foresee that doing something for them will make them happy. You know, being happy is is the key thing. And right. so and so you know, looking at the underlying problem, I know what limitations and benefits that I can provide. And if I don't see that, it's going to be something I can see, and certainly something that they uh, don't have reasonable expectations for. Then then we're really going to poo-poo it really not going to do it right and, and sometimes people come in I just even this week and I said you know if we can do uh, one part of the face we're gonna we're gonna do really well so so we talked about it and, I, and then then she pointed to a different area and said well what about this and I said well you know um, probably not going to get as great a result for for that area based on your anatomy based on your desires and your expectations and so forth so so you know um, and I try to Try to talk in such a way that they understand. Um, yeah, you really don't. You don't really want to do something where the prognosis isn't greater than ninety percent of getting really successful uh, result. Uh, there's all the stuff where, well, it might be better, you know, you know, and you stay away from that. The, the this is this is something you learn early on if you're paying attention. You know, um, uh, you, you don't have to have an instance where. You try to do something, um, and you thought you might be able to do well with it, but it, 
but it was an average result that you right. you, you never want to do that again. You don't so, want to do that. So you really, really are really focused on on making that patient, that individual, happy. I want to talk to you about the neck. I want to talk about the neck. Why in 2021? Turkey. Don't, don't even. I mean, the turkey, the everything, the gobbler, the uh, crepey. Why? Why do you want to talk about the neck? Because my neck, it seems like everyone I know is talking about their neck. And everyone of a certain age is talking about their neck. Why is it that we can't just like, you know how you do blepharoplasty and you cut out right. a flap of skin yeah. that's covering the eyelid? Why is it that you can't just cut the turkey gobble out and sew it up? Right, right. So why it, do we have to do a whole right lower facelift? So, so there's there's been plenty uh, in the past and ongoing and in the future, you know, attempts and efforts to try to do something for the neck that uh, is less than surgery uh, and and provides a decent success and you know whereby uh, you know less you know no surgery you know less risk and so forth and and there's lots of things you, you know so tell me you know, kybella for instance is an injection you get rid of the fat Wait, uh, but isn't kybella tell me who kybella is for look like isn't it for I always well it's, it's an injection to get rid of fat you know and so fat tends to be um, an issue in the submental area in the neck area so there's lots and lots of folks who have you know fullness in the neck and, and so I agree with you when you say okay the neck let's talk about the neck well some of the instances some of the issues are fat in the neck right right and so well you know what can we do there and so let's just inject some kybella and the kybella will dissolve the fat and you can get reduction of fat so that's non-surgical okay so these non-surgical things are available out there been tested been done before and and and, and there's lots of them and uh, and there's a demand for that non-surgical treatment for for the neck. Uh, here's another one, Thermage. Okay, so right. So uh, Oprah Winfrey had that on on TV years ago, and yeah. the, in the next week, the phones rang off the hook asking us if we had Thermage. But the deal is, is so Thermage is a radio frequency um, uh, uh, type treatment to the deeper layer to try to tighten things up. And so there is some utility to it. But in terms of again those those numbers of success in 90% of people, you know, that's really what you have to shoot. For. That's really what you have to have almost as a requirement in order to do it. Cause you just, it's just tough to, to offer somebody, Hey, it's got a 50, 50 chance of making a difference that you'll be happy with. And so that's where Thermage, uh, that's that, that's the potential benefit for that particular, um, process that was on Oprah Winfrey. So, so there, there's lots of them. There's, there's Vaser, there's, um, uh, you know, uh, other, Altera. other uh, Altera and lasers underneath. Uh, that's a big one, right? Altera and there's lasers underneath the skin, and there's uh, just ca uh, lasers on top of the skin, and, um, and 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 suture technique and barb suture technique. So all these things are there and available. So if you don't want you know real true surgery and you want something simple and you can you're not swollen the next day, they're available. They're out there. The deal is is though success and success. See, people want, um, you know, real, let me look at the before and after. I want to see the before, I want to see the after. I want that to be good. They, they are not, it's not very common uh, where individuals say, hey, um, yeah, it's better, I'm happy. <laughs> and by the way, can I tell you, it's painful. 
They're pain. Those oh, yeah, right. Elthera. Yeah. I've ha- I have given birth. I've, I I I had a baby. The baby was so much easier than the Elthera. I mean, that hurt. So, I could barely. Well, then you should see. have more babies and forget the Elthera. Well, <laughs> if I could, yes, I, I guess I no, I that well, no, I don't. Are you want sure? To do that. Okay, yeah, I don't think it, I want right, to do just that. Checking. But so painful. I don't know. Even with a high pain tolerance, I don't know who could sit through. Althera, and then you have to go back again and get it again, and it's just really doesn't. I didn't notice anything, but I did try it. Yeah, so but there are before and after pictures where you will notice a difference, and then there are before and after pictures where you don't notice a difference, and so, and so you, you know uh, the average person, the, per, the the majority of human beings want to see this before and after, see it, and, and say, oh my gosh, I did this this effort, and look, I look better. If you don't see that, then it's unlikely you're going to be happy. And so non-surgical techniques tend to be like Othera, whereby there is some improvement. In mo- There's probably improvement in all instances, but in terms of improvement that you can just tangibly see the difference, mm-hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's, that's not with the majority. And so, so, you know, there's a place for those treatments, those type of treatments, and there'll be more. There'll be more um, different styles, uh, you know, the... The, the next Ulthera 2.0 or whatever. And, um, and and maybe someday they'll really really come to fruition that it's actually just really better than surgery. And, and that's great. But, you know, the, 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 you don't get something for nothing. And so if you want to get to a different place, then you have to pay a, a price to do that. And uh, with the neck, <laughs> the neck is... The good news about the neck, it is something that in most instances you can really remedy the problems uh, for the majority of people in, in, again, in most instances. So you've got a really good prognosis if you say, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's try to really improve this neck. Let's really make a difference here. So that's, that's kind of nice. Not everything that comes across our medical health is something we can do something about. You know, it's like obesity. What do you do there? I mean, you got to go surgery. What, you know, right. ringing of the ear. There's no real cure for that. Isn't that you true? Know? That is true. You know, and so, so we don't have answers for everything, and, uh, but there's some really good answers for the neck. There are good answers for the neck. I was sitting on an airplane going to Toronto, and this was, gosh, I want to say when I was 47. And I and your ears started ringing? No, I pulled my mirror out to put some lip oh, gloss on, and I was sitting by the window, which I think is not the best lighting. It tells you everything about yourself that you don't want to see. So I go to put lipstick on or lip gloss or something, and I'm looking at in the mirror, and all of a sudden I'm like, is that my neck or whose neck am I looking at? Right, right. And that's when it started right around 47. I think mm-hmm. my neck looks fine, but it's the thing that bothered. It is, mm-hmm. you know how people have the thing, women and men mm-hmm. have the thing, the thing, the thing. That's the thing. Except my butt cheeks now are sort of a thing too because they are starting to have a whole different change. But... Well, I think, I think the face is important because, you know... Um, the face is always there, except it for is. recently in, in terms of the COVID, you got the, the mask, mask and if you're, yeah. you're Michael Jackson, you have a mask all the time. But in general, all of us don't have a mask. Right. If you have a coat, you have clothes on, we don't really see anything elsewhere. Right. And so you don't don't have to take your, your you don't have to go to the swimming pool and put your you know swimsuit on and so forth. 
uh, if you don't want to, but you have to walk around with, with your face exposed. And the subconscious looking at the face is so quick. It just looks at you and says, oh, just like that, I know how old you are. And it's based on on the, 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 the changes that are there because aging changes things. And so, mm -hmm. so um, and so you know, a sagging neck, you know, we're getting into the 40s, 50s. Mm -hmm. Getting the jowls, that's 40s, 50s, and 60s. And so you can see that. Uh, and it's a subconscious thing. So I, 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 you know, the, you know, someone like me, I don't want to judge an individual just by their appearance. And right. so consciously, I don't do that. I give you a clean slate. But subconsciously, somewhere in the, in my brain and your brain and all our brains is saying, oh, this person's older. <laughs> you know? right. Well, this person's not as youthful, not as energetic. It's a subconscious sort of key that's going into your system that you don't really have control over, you know, so, but, but as a, you know, one-on-one -on -one with, with any human being, I'm going to give you a complete slate. I don't care about, you know, how old you are or whatever, gender or ethnic background, but, but your subconscious knows this stuff and, mm -hmm. and sort of, it sort of screams like, be careful, they're old. <laughs> Which is so unfortunate. It's just like if, if I was to, to uh, it, it, see if you had a hearing aid in your ears. Oh, you had a hearing aid. Oh, you must not be hearing very well. Maybe you're not even, your cognitive abilities aren't that great. It's, it's a subconscious thing, and it's tough to, to get around that. Which, by the way, I am going to get a hearing aid because I was at a Rolling Stones concert a few years ago and sat just a little too close to the speaker and lost about 40% hearing in my left ear. Mm -hmm. And I don't really care if it looks like somebody who's older. I would rather hear mm -hmm. than, and, than miss a moment, you know, of not hearing. Mm -hmm. um, or having something be muffled because I didn't hear it. But it's interesting because the hearing aid cells for those hearing aids that are minimally uh, visible is higher than the ones that you think of a traditionally like, uh, you know, behind the, the ear. The ones our parents sticking out. Or yeah. our grandparents right, right. So, so obviously there's a demand for that minimally visible hearing aid for the same reason it's because we kind of know that there's a subconscious um uh, judging yeah. judging of someone for with those sort of things and it's too bad i i, I if i created the the uh, the rules i wouldn't have created it that way but that's kind of what we're living with and that's you know my job as a facial plastic surgeon is to to be honest about that and say okay we can do some things here and um and you'll feel better about yourself uh do you see more men these days no, I don't, I don't think like more. I think it's always been, as far as I can tell, it's, it's, it's a strong 20 to 30% still. What does a man usually come in for? Well, similar to women. Um, so so th there still is is a, a lot of, when, you, when we're talking about facial plastic surgery and seeing the facial plastic surgeon, it, it, it still is a lot of face and still a bit of nose, you know, rhinoplasty and, and blepharoplasty. So, it, and... Yeah, in terms of real differences between genders, in terms of facial plastic surgery, I think, um, you know, I'll see a lot of younger women who, who want rhinoplasty, a little bit more than younger men. Um, the, the whole Instagram craze was pretty, pretty powerful. What do, have you found with that? Yeah, what yeah I mean, you, so... When tell I'll, me about that. Yeah, so when that, when that comes along, and, and obviously all you have to do is look at the number of... Um, of, uh, followers for a particular individual, okay, was the Kardashians or Kendall Jenner and so forth. We're, we're talking, you know, 150, 180 million people. So they're crazy. So when they do, you know, the lip augmentation, then that's really something that, that becomes really mainstream and then we'll get uh, an uptick 
of that sort of demand for sure. Yeah. And and I think that um, the um, the permanent makeup individuals and, and eyebrow. I don't do that sort of thing, but that was a real demand because that came along, you know, the really uh, doing um, more aesthetically, uh, you, know, to, you know, pleasing to eyebrow uh, changes and so forth, and eyelashes and that sort of thing. So when, when the Kardashians and the genders and so forth get involved in that, then it just boom. It blows up. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. So for, for me, I think uh, the lip augmentation has been... Let's talk, lip aug- let's talk about lip, lip augmentation. What, what would that mean to somebody that's coming to you? What, are, what would you, let's say I come to you and I say, I just saw Kylie Jenner. Um, I want to look like Kylie Jenner. What does lip augmentation? Are you putting something in the lip other than filler or is it just filler? Or tell me a little bit more. Yeah, so there, there's multiple a- angles to look at it. But I think the one to, to look at is that it's very common to, to put filler in. Now, there's other modalities and other things you can do, but filler is a, a big one. The reason that filler is, is common and popular is because it's simple and easy. So and it also got, goes away if you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it. it's, you know, you can put Juvederm in, you can put wrestling in these sort of things and and uh, and, the, and the great thing is is you can have results right away so commonly um i don't do it a lot th- these days because i really focus on on surgery but but you know in terms of doing it it's, it's simple to put a little bit in now and, and let's look in the mirror how do you like that yeah. and then put a little bit more and yeah, you can just keep going so the individual gets a good say as to what <clears throat> what kind of changes they, they can they can have and so and then it can go away and if you don't like it you can also put some medication in to, to dissolve it so it's it's so simple um it's it is a lunchtime treatment um you know sometimes you get some bruising okay we gotta deal with that but it's pretty pretty straightforward so uh and, and if you want it to and so generally I'm, I'm conservative on the first go around and uh and encourage uh individuals to come back if they want more Absolutely. come back in a week hey i want more okay do do more yeah, and don't then, start out with three syringes right. in the lip and say there you are you so it's you. so popular it's so easy to do do you do it at all do you so, do so it? i do it a lot but it's it's, it's not it's your not, passion it's no, no no i like doing it it's just the the um prioritization of what i should be doing I can't do everything, so that's not higher on the list. But in our office, we've got you know estheticians and nurse or nurse practitioners and PAs that are doing it, and and, and it's and it's fun. So it's it's a it's a great, simple, safe treatment. Yeah. And and most individuals don't want um, big lips like whomever. They 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 want just bigger. Right. And 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 more fuller and more more. Uh, youthful a little more volume because lips are lips are are a sign of youth so nice perky lips are youthful and thin lips that's what grandma has and not only that but as estrogen levels start to wane the lips do change they do or do they not just just as just as people we get older and things change they change so they do the lips start yeah the the vermilion border starts to uh, to curve in a little bit and the lips start to change, and yeah. So, so lip augmentation is a big one. Uh, you can do it with fillers, or you can do it with fat. So, I like fat. Well, let's talk about that, can we? So let's give me a little. So, so fat is an alternative. Um, the you know you harvest it generally below the uh, belly button because that has a little bit more in, the, in terms of the stem cells and and uh, growth factors and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a healthier fat. 
we, we don't take it from the neck, or I don't take it from the neck for uh, as an example. And then and then uh, you, you have to put in a bit more than you think you need, um, and then just thread it in, and it's yours. It's your fat. It has a good prognosis for sticking around, but because we're using our lips a lot, talking and eating and so forth, there is more of a tendency for absorption there than other places. You know, the cheeks are common, the nasal labial folds, yeah. marionette lines, those areas tend to really hold and stay. Interesting. But the lips, because you're moving them so much, it, it, so, so it, it's, um, it, it's a good alternative, but we can't be disappointed if it absorbs. That's so interesting because I talked to so many women about um, having their lips or like a lot of places on their face, not just their lips, but their cheeks or their nasal labial folds. And they feel like when they use, say, Juvederm or uh, Labella or whatever, that it doesn't yep. really stick around too long. Yeah. Would you say in general... Um, the thought has always been that they don't stick around too long because maybe this person's really active and they do a lot of aerobic type of activity and so they metabolize it really fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really have a, 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 a ability to predict beforehand, other than to say if it's been a problem for you in the past, maybe it'll be another problem today. You know, uh, and so it'd be nice to predict that this individual's metabolism or whatever is, is more challenging than the next person's. I do think that the, the location is important, like the lips are more, um, they move a lot more, uh, and but and the nasal labia folds are, are in cheeks and submalar areas, so those guys should hold uh, for long term. Um, so I think the location is important, but in terms of what an individual, yes, if you've done well in the past, we should be able to do it again well. If you've had problems in the past, it might just be, have more problems in the future so in terms someone, of absorbing quicker. So if someone's had absorption problems, you know, like they've metabolized filler really quickly, would you yeah. then turn to um, using their fat instead and say, well, you've gone through this really quickly. Let's try doing your, like, would you? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a good good option. It, you know, it, it runs into a little bit of money, um, but, uh, it, to you know, if you're motivated and you understand the, the risks and the risks are, are uh, you know, not outlandish, they're, they're reasonable, then yeah, absolutely, let's, let's give it a shot. Should should have a good prognosis for improvement. But again, absorption can happen and we just have to, to live with that. And that's where touch-ups come in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the reason uh, likely that you see people on Instagram they're doing that looks so good is because they have consistency and money to, to deliver the goods by going to their really trustworthy uh, plastic surgeon dermatologist to get things done. So it's not like they went there one time. It's they go there probably continuously. Right. All those people that have 100 million <laughs> you know, followers right. on Instagram, they've probably spent some money. Right. Um, interesting. Okay, that's very interesting. I never thought about fat transfer. I, I like it. I, I love fat because it, it's really a rejuvenating uh, uh, structure that it, it helps... Uh, rejuvenate the skin, for instance. You know. Okay, so you're not from Seattle, are you? I know you live here now. Yes. How long have you lived here? So I moved here in the 90s, in the, in the mid-90s, yeah. So what made you come to Seattle? Are you from California? So at the time, so I was in California. I did a lot of training in California, in, in, in Berkeley, in UCSF, and uh, in Oakland. And it was a time where, you know, Microsoft was just sort of oh, yeah. booming and... And there was a real um, 
sort of uh, uh, discussion about how cool Seattle is and and business wise and and I really wanted to, to do something different. And California was having some economic problems. I said, you know, let's let's go to to uh, Seattle. So haven't regretted that change. So I really still am a Seattle. Uh, you know, a Seattle part-time, but also California part-time person. I still have lots of family in California. But, and I still have a, a medical license in California. So if I ever want to go down there, and I have done some surgeries in the last couple of years there just for good measure. So, okay. Yeah. And you love, so you love Seattle. Okay. And I know you have a son, a boy. Do you have more kids? So one kid, one, one child. Kid. He's 14. Oh, He's 14. how's that for you? 14's good. Fourteen's good. good. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, so he's, you know, really gotten tall. Yeah. He's and on his way, by the way. I mean, he's, uh, you, you, he needs you less and less now. In yeah, some but, ways, but not in other ways. The, 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 there's really been a problem with the COVID stuff, right? I mean, so I mean, it's a real. Yeah. It's, it's not just some uh, kids. It's it's a real, a problem in regards to I think the majority of kids, and this is a tough age. I mean, you know, age you know, eight ten to age eighteen yeah. is a tough age to just be sitting home in front of a computer. It is. And so and I not think that, socializing. And so I think that the consequences of that affect everybody. So my so trying to trying to address that has been super been, challenging as a parent. Important, yeah. Yeah. My son's twenty two and I'm very grateful to have him That's a decent age. Yeah, I think, out of too. the house. Yeah. Or he's not out of the house. He's actually in the house. But I yeah. am grateful to have him uh, I, I'm grateful to not be homeschooling. How's that? Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me this. Have you ever had facial plastic surgery? So I had Botox, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I've had uh, it's a chemical uh, laser resurfacing. Oh, I just had for that. The, for the, did you? For the first oh, time. Oh, of course. That's why, your, that's why your, your skin looks so fresh. Well, no, it was a little <laughs> while ago, but I just had, I just tried it for the first time. I'm kind of scared of stuff like that, um, but I tried it. I don't even actually like to get chemical peels, but love to give chemical peels to my yeah, clients, yeah. but I don't, I don't like yeah, getting yeah, them yeah. because the downtime is just a little too much and it takes time for my skin to kind of rebound. And so I just don't like doing them, but I just had my first micro laser peel and freaking loved it. Mm. I'm like, wait. How have I not done this? So the micro peel that you had, was that something, were you uh, red or pink or swollen for a couple I days? Was, or? <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was really, uh, I was really red. So it was a Cyton uh, was right. what she used. Right. And um, I was really red that, that afternoon. I looked very much sunburned. Then I came home that evening and I was taking my... Um, sunscreen off because she put some sunscreen on my face and I was going to take it off and I just put some facial cleanser on very gentle milky lotion cleanser on and I just was like ah, 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 ow 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 and then took it off and the next day I was yeah, fine yeah right. and then I peeled three days later right. and oh, my skin looked is, is it something you're, you're planning to do multiple times or just one so what's the protocol you tell me well I so I mean it depends on the laser and, and the and the you know energy energy used and, and that sort of thing you know the, the common one that people talk about is fraxel where it's staged treatments over time and lunchtime treatment. Um, the the what one of the one of the rules of it is if you're going to have something done, the, the more 
you have done, the better result, but the more, you know, uh, convalescence, the swelling, bruising, time off of work and play is required. So a simple chemical peel where you you look great the next day, that'll, that'll be a nice improvement. A deep laser of whatever sort uh, that really is impacting the deeper wrinkles and so forth, you're, you're going to need some time off of work and play. You need seven days, you need 10 days and so forth. And so that's kind of the rule. You don't get something for nothing. Right. So, you, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of uh, estheticians and the works they do in terms of uh, light lasers and chemical pills and even um, microneedling and things of that now, nature. Now, what do you really think about microneedling? I get people asking me about mm-hmm. this all the time. Jamie, I want to go get a, a microneedling or a vampire facial or mm-hmm. even... Um, uh, what is it called? Where you take the blade, got a dermablade, a dermaplaning. What do you yeah, think right, of right. these sort of? Well, you know, again, I think they're they're cool. I think they they have uh, science behind them. I think that they're they're fun to do and they're simple. And in in most instances, if you got, have a good, competent uh, individual who's certified and so forth, treating you, you're gonna it'll be safe. Okay. You know, so so. And, and taking care of yourself is part of the equation here. It you absolutely want to take, is. You want, and you want to take care of your face. So and see, protocol afterwards, like stay compliant with whatever your practitioner tells you to do is important. Yeah, so most most uh, people don't do it, but if you're really on board with doing the best that you can for yourself, you would see your esthetician three and four times a year, and you do one thing or another or another, uh, just to keep you maintained and healthy and so forth. So would you say that a micro laser peel right. twice a year right. is sufficient? Or what, what would, I not knowing somebody's skin, what would you say would be an adequate three times a year? And I know we're talking, we don't know the machine necessarily, that we're the, the laser that we're using, but do... Right. Well, so I, you know, the, um, in, in gross terms and there's sort of, uh, big picture terms, the answer is, you know, let's let's be all encompassing. Let's let's take care of everything, and in various <laughs> various categories. But in terms of yes, yeah, seeing your esthetician and doing something like, uh, I'd be in favor of of a deep chemical peel, just once or twice, once or twice or three times a year, or a micro or a micro dermaplaning or uh, a. Um, uh, light laser and so forth so simple things that where you're not really going to need time off of work and play I'm all for those things but the the bigger picture is you you know your face obviously is a manifestation of a lot of things that are going on in terms of your 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 health of your face and so (laughs) so your your health affects how you look absolutely smoking affects how you look alcohol affects how how you look yeah, you, you look happy. <laughs> you're happy when you're on the alcohol, but after the alcohol wears off, you're not, your skin isn't happy. Yeah, so the, so the bottom line, of course, is that uh, many, many things affect your facial appearance and youthfulness. And so uh, take care of all of them. Uh, and, and, and part of that is, is seeing the esthetician, I think, uh, you know, two, three times a year. I'm all for that. And, but the... But there does come a time when, when you know, too much has, has happened, you've aged too much, you've been out in the sun too much, and you, and you neglected too much, and you want to make a big difference, and that's yes. when you really go in to, to have a, when we're talking about the real, um, you know, youthfulness of the skin, having a, a deep laser can really uh, make a nice difference. So so that's a, that's, that's a you, know, you know, a big effort 
to to make a difference for your your appearance for your skin but there's so many things that you can do just to keep things in in check anyway and that's you know keeping a good weight staying away from too much alcohol not smoking staying out of the sun it's it's, these are big ones these are big ones and, and, and chronic stress, by the way. You know, medical conditions. Yeah. Um, and, and st- you know, stress. I mean, you know, I had a uh, good friend uh, who went through a divorce, and in a short period of time, age 10 years, you know, like in a year, age 10. And that's, you can't think of something more um, stressful than that. But look, look what happened. So, so there's lots and lots of things to do that are on nice. your list uh, and keeping healthy, eating right, and so forth. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, part of that equation is seeing an esthetician for sure. I want to ask you about something in your office. Um, individuals who have had really bad cystic acne, who have um, the deep skin, scars, yeah, deep scars. What can be done for that? Yeah, so they're very challenging, you know, and so. Um, and, and I think that the number one thing with that is is really realistic expectations because we know what we want. We want to get rid of that deep acne because it's really um, emotionally challenging because it happened probably when you're 16, 18 yeah. years of age and that really affected how you felt about yourself when you're in is high it, school and college. It's just devastating. And so, so here you are 30, 40, 50 years of age and you still have those minor emotional scars and it would be wonderful to just get rid of those. So the, the first thing I do when, when I have somebody that comes in, I, I talk about the, the expectations because it's really difficult to, to fix it. The, the three things I think of that can be of, of help for those deep, deep scars. One is uh, minor excisional removal of deep, deep uh, pitted scars. Uh, it, it's, you're, you're changing a, a pit for a, a small scar, and in some cases that's better, or most cases that's better. Uh, then you can do also a deep uh, CO2 laser, and that will improve those indentations that are minor uh, and really improve those those guys, which is kind of nice. Uh, and then in older individuals who, uh, so the third thing would be in older individuals who have sort of lax skin, if you do a facelift and tighten it up, oh, yeah, that, it. that also uh, softens up those, those acne scars. So, so I, I don't think, I think the number I usually give my patients is if we go, do a number of things here you could get maybe up to a 50 percent uh, improvement in that so so i can think of a couple instances where I, where i hit a nice home run but i just would never tell anybody that we're going to give you a home run because i've also you know only got base base hits 20 percent improvement 30 percent right. improvement so excuse me, excuse me so you know um it's uh it's something that that the the understanding of the expectations is critical. Say, don't want to set somebody It's critical. Yeah. And, um, but, but, there, but you, on the other hand, you can do some things. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. That's very good to know. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody uses a cell phone today. We all know. It wasn't my phone. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, okay. I'm going to shift gears and I want to ask you. Here we uh, go. You've talked a lot about um, uh, living a healthy lifestyle and being... Uh, conscientious or cognizant of um, various different uh, various different um, things, the sun, as you said, and and cigarette smoking and uh, um, alcohol and just, you know trying to take care of yourself is really important. Um, do you have? Uh, tell me about your your diet. Do you do right? You, yeah. So so certainly um, highly motivated to to do all the right things. 
but whether I do them or not is another thing. But I, I come close, and, and you know, so certainly from the diet standpoint, that's a big one. And part of the the belief in terms of the diet is is really, I'm a big believer in the um, the diet that our our ancestors yes. utilized is probably the best answer for us. And uh, one of the things that really hit me hard when I was thinking about this subject is I was watching this, I saw this picture of these um, GIs in World War II and a whole whole bunch of like a hundred of them, they all happened to have their shirts off. So it's 1940 and it's the American GIs and they got their shirts off and they're just lean, right. every single and one fit. of them, every single oh. one of them. And, and, uh, and so, so why is it different today? Because it clearly is. And the answer, there's lots of reasons, but the ones I boil down to, you know, have to do with, with, uh, with sugar and, yeah. um, and things that we put in the foods and so forth. So, so if you can get back to a more, um, natural diet that our ancestors utilized, we're going to, that's a, that's a big, big, um, positive. That's a, one of the things that'd be probably the best for you. So yes, and so, and so that means that that sugar is is not part of the equation, but sugar is so, it's it's everywhere. It's in ketchup. It's, you know. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's in the air we Although, breathe. Although, if you're eating from the ground, right? If you're eating yeah. um, food that you're picking yourself, right. it, it isn't. So if you're eating boxed or um, pre-prepared food, then you're going to find sugar in your food. But um, but there, there's so much there in, a, in, a, in my lifetime, of course, not paying attention all the time. I, I've consumed a lot. And so it's, it's something you have to, it's an addiction you have to get over. And, uh, and, it, and, it's, and the gut's involved with absolutely. that whole, whole business. And, and there's complexity to it that sometimes that we do understand to a certain degree and we don't to a certain degree. It'd be nice to really figure it out completely. Are but, you talking about the gut microbiome? Is that... We, yeah, I mean, I think that, that more and more people are coming to understand yeah. that the, the the gut is controlling a lot of things, and if you screw it up, you're going to get disease, and if you get it to work well, you're going to be less disease, uh, you'll be more disease free. So, 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 you know, obviously, pay attention to the research that comes out in that area in the years to so come, because we're we're just going to learn and learn. I know. And and the way I look at sugar, it's it's. It's like, you know, you, you have a little sugar in the morning or you, you, these little organisms in your, in your gut are saying, hey, when's the sugar coming along? And when they when the sugar doesn't come along, they just secrete hormones and your brain goes, God, I got to get some sugar. So you have a constant battle with your with your gut. Do you remember like 40 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, where salt was the big, that was the devil yeah. and sugar was you know, in everything and eat more sugar and eat more sugar and salt was so bad. And now what we know, right. Really. You know, so there's so many things that we learned in the past that turn out to be crazy and so forth. And so cholesterol is one that's, that's gone through, gone through phases of course. Yes. And, 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 uh, smoking, I mean, you know, smoking is a good thing in the past. I mean, really that's, that's what was portrayed years, years and years ago. Right. Uh, and so, it's 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 more fake news, you know, and and I, the point is is you really should study as much as you can and really learn as much as you can because you never know when something's being a little bit uh, tainted or biased towards a different direction, and you really really want just want to know the truth because you really want to have the best health health that you can. And you want to have as much information as possible because information is knowledge, and I believe our cell phones are the cigarettes of today. 
and I, I well, I mean, and I'm yeah. on my phone, and I think right. they are so so dangerous. Um, not not just I'm not even just speaking about like what they emit, but the fact that I get on my phone and I now my uh, attention span, you know, is like this big. I used to be able to read and read and read and was and was so I into reading novels and my gosh, it takes me months to read a novel now. Yeah. Right. So the the good and bad about that is that um, you, you know the bad is that, that reading, of course, is, is is absolutely required. It's wonderful. You it got, is. And you it's so good it. for our brain. The, the good news is that you've got these podcasts and, and I know and who started that. <laughs> that that you, when you're lazy or, or Audible, uh, which is a book, or yes. you can listen to a book, that 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 laziness in you can be um, sort of worked through by okay at least I can listen to this podcast and you so you're still going to learn I so, love to learn I still love to learn even if I'm not reading as much okay I want to ask you this do you have a spiritual practice a spiritual practice so um in regards to just in general do you do something is there anything you do maybe even before surgery do you do med- meditation or spiritual practice to sort of gear up for the day or quiet right, time right, right. or is there anything that you do right well a well, um, couple things one is that um, just what we were saying I'm I'm always constantly reading and studying and, and part of that is is sort of looking at what I'm learning and reading and how it plays into the bigger picture of what I'm doing and what the the society's doing what the my family's doing and so forth so there's a spirit in that you know um the uh the one thing i will say is that uh another aspect of spirituality when i had my my son and he was five years old i, I used to you know i was pretty religious when i was younger okay. uh you know before, before college do you mind if i ask what religion so I, was, I so i went to catholic school and I was, okay i was um you know 10 years in, in uh, going to church and so forth and right. my sister was married in Catholic Church and and so forth but but uh, it, it hasn't been much of a practice for many many years but then my son came along and I said you know what if I don't teach him something um, somebody needs to so we started going to church and so going to church with a different set of eyes obviously because yeah. they're much older they're you know decades older than when I was in my early 20s then, then you know you can. There's a lot more you can see, and you're not sort of biased towards the, the 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 push of religion for religion's sake and the push of of your parents saying hey, you got to do this. It's more like okay, what are we really learning here? And and one of the things that just came to uh, a head was, boy, this is real important for my son to learn because. Yep. And and one day I said, well, you know what? Because we went to church, and I said one one day I said. Let's let's uh, learn the Ten Commandments, <laughs> and it's like, you know, you don't have to believe in God, but you should believe in these commandments: "Thou shalt not kill." Okay, well, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the most important one: "Honor thy mother and thy father." And I said, "This is a really good one, and you really need to 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 uh, pay attention to this one," <laughs> which sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But you know, so the the whole spirituality comes across a, a bit different when you really make time and effort on a Sunday to think about what the heck's going on. And and so I'm much more centered and calm today than I was when I was 
in my 20s in college and medical school and things like that. So, so yeah, I think that there, there's a lot to be said about acting in, in a Christian way. And you might say, well, why is that? Well, because because it's just it's just a better way to be. Don't you want to be with somebody who's is. who's who's a good person, you know? Yes. So the the one story that was told to me about this was um, when you're talking about you know being spiritual or being uh, an atheist or being like nihilistic or whatever. So if you're walking down a um, uh, a um, alleyway and you see 10 young men coming towards you and you kind of get nervous like what in the world you know what what's going to happen here you don't know anything about them and uh what if i told you um in the second scenario that they all just came from church you might say oh okay well they went to church i'm probably safe (laughs) you know so so you know these are there's so much to be said about you know really sitting down and and let's talk about what it is to be good and to, to do well and to do uh, good in the world, so yeah, I agree. So without that, what are you what are you doing? I mean, I believe in God. I talk about this in all of my podcasts. I believe in God, and I am very spiritual, and I can't imagine my life without that foundation. I yeah. So it's important to think: what would your life be if you didn't have that foundation? What right. would you be doing? I think I would feel empty in some area of my life in all areas of my life I am a huge I mean I pray all the time I I, I love my connection to um, to God my son who's 22 has told me that he doesn't believe in God I think he does that to like um, like poke at me a little bit mm-hmm. but I always find that a little bit interesting like how can you not believe in right. God. So, so I, I haven't approached my 14-year-old by saying, hey, you need to believe in God. I, I, I approached him and said, you know, whether or not you believe in God is you know, something you need to decide for yourself. But one thing is absolutely hard to get around is the fact that all of these tenets, all of the, the, these discussions and are really valuable and really valid and it, and it's, it shows itself. Uh, you, you know, time and time again, you know, uh, and and so it's fine if you don't believe in God, but boy, you better be believing in in treating others respectfully and and all the all the lessons of the Bible and so forth. No, I agree with you, one hundred percent. I feel I feel um, it's, it's important. There's no question. Uh, I wanted to ask you something else. I do want to ask you this: if you could do anything else, we're going to wrap up here. No, but if fine. you could do anything else. Or you feel in any way like you have ever looked back and said, I really missed it uh, when I didn't X, Y, or Z. I didn't become a fireman or an ENT or was some, some other teacher. Or I mean, I think you are a teacher in your job, in, in your, in your um, not in your right. job, but in your career anyway. But is there anything that you would do differently looking well, back? Well, it's easy to, to look back and, and not make the mistakes I made and, 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 and make all the right decisions and get to a better better place. I've, I've made uh, good decisions and gotten to uh, pretty darn good heights and so forth. But I would say that it, you know, it had been nicer to make better decisions to be in a better position of, of influence because if you're influencing people, you're, make, you're doing a, a greater good. And uh, I influence my patients. I, I have a, 
a good, uh, you know, some social media and so forth. So there's influence that I'm doing, but be nice if I was really influencing because there's there's so much that's that's um, that that needs to be said today, obviously, uh, and uh, so it'd be nice if I had more influence. And the other thing is, is I have a son is awesome. I have other siblings that have. Um, more kids than I do, and I just look at them and, and have a little um, ping in my my heart, saying, "I wish I'd had more." Oh wow! Yeah, me too. I think that I think uh, at fifty-seven, if I could have more kids, I'd still have more kids. Yeah, but it, but having one is still pretty oh, fantastic. Oh my gosh! One perfect one, one beautiful perfect child. I agree with you a hundred percent. Okay, Dr. David Santos, I want to make sure to get your practice correct. It's Facial Beauty. And is so, the website is facialbeauty.com. You bet. I work with uh, Seattle Plastic Surgery. Okay. Uh, and uh, Allure Aesthetic. Allure Aesthetic. And I do, um, and I'm focused on facelifts. Do you want to throw out a phone number or a website? or Just the website, facialbeauty.com, is, is great. Okay. Yeah. I am so happy you were here today. Awesome. I've loved talking to you. I awesome. think that you... Uh, gave us a lot of wonderful information. And do you have any questions? Um, questions? I um, next time love to ask questions. Next time, maybe I'll get you to to answer some questions. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. Thank you so so much. I want to thank beautiful Jen, who's sitting across the room, who is my creative uh, everything. So Jen Graf, my creative everything. Thank you so much for being here today in your beautiful little orange jumpsuit and looking beautiful. And please like and subscribe and thank you so much for listening.